0: This episode will be about Portugal again, since I saw that you liked the episode about the haunted places in my country. So today I will be talking about urban myths and superstitions in Portugal. I hear these myths uh, since I was very little, and I found them very scary, uh, and I hope you will find it too. So, with no further ado, grab your popcorn, drink your blood, stay hydrated, and let's get started. The first myth will be about the sack man, or the man with the sack, or with the back. It's very similar to the legend of the boogeyman. This story was told by the parents to make their children behave well, or to make them go to bed early. Those who did not do this were taken by this man during the night and put in a sack, together with other children. I think a lot of countries have a version of this myth. My mother used to tell me about this when I couldn't sleep, uh, and for me as a child was terrifying. Some nights I just couldn't sleep because I was very afraid <laughs> of the 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 man with the sack and it gave me a lot of anxiety the idea of this really strange and scary man just entering my house and taking me in the middle of the night and I think this is not a good idea to put the children to sleep but it's very very famous in, in Portugal to for this purpose. As for what he does to the children after he takes them, it's unknown. So I leave to your imagination. The next urban myth is about Bloody Mary. We have our own version of Bloody Mary, called Maria Sangrenta, it's the literal translation to Portuguese. Um, According to the myth, if you say her name three times in the mirror, with light or not, she will kill you. Others say that she remains in your house, hunting you, or she pulls you to the mirror. A lot of girls in my school tried to call Bloody Mary, and I never tried of course, I was a chicken. Uh, and I, I'll never try it, even today. <laughs> I was even afraid to go to the same bathroom where they called her, which is very difficult because Portuguese schools have few bathrooms. The, the number of bathrooms is very little. <laughs> so I was very scared to go to the bathroom alone. I, I, I always went with uh, another colleague. Uh, other versions, and, and I also heard this one, Call her Veronica, Veronica, and it's the same drill, but uh, with this name instead of Bloody Mary. Her aspect can also vary a lot. People say that she can have seven or thirteen knives on her body, or can be full of holes. Uh, she can have no eyes at all or a disfigured face. But one thing that is common to all the virgins is that it's that she is full of blood. Next one, it's called The Ghost of Sintra's Turn, it's the ghost of Teresa Fidalgo. A curva, or the turn, tells the legend of a very beautiful young woman called Teresa Fidalgo, who died in 1983 in a tragic car accident in Sintra. Dissatisfied with her premature death, she wanted to see everyone dead. The film takes place after the tragic years of fate. Three young people, Tiago, Tania and David, were travelling by car in Sintra, creating a kind of laboratory for a horror film. David filmed the trip. Uh, They found a young woman hitchhiking. They stopped to give the young woman a lift, who introduced herself as Teresa Fidalgo. A few meters further on, Teresa told them this is where an accident started and when I died and she started screaming and made the car turn upside down. Thiago and Tania died and David lived to tell the tale. The camera was not found until a few years later, with the video still intact. Guys, Sintra is a very mystical area. They have lots of tradition with ghosts, witchcraft, it's like our own little Salem, I can call him that. So ghosts can appear there often very often. We even in Halloween we have a special tours in Sintra where you can where the tour guide guides you to all these kinds of haunted places. Uh, and you'll, you'll see you'll see we hear a lot of stories, see a lot of haunted uh, spots. It's, it's very cool. I would like to do that to Halloween one day. So I saw the video. Itself because a colleague showed to me a school colleague. I think I was about 11-12 years old I could not say properly for weeks. That's that scared the hell out of me and Everyone thought it was real We have to remember that this was a long time ago I'm not that old, but this was a long time ago and we didn't uh, we didn't have a lot of tools to discover the truth so the truth is <laughs> that it was a promotional video for a horror movie. Yeah, that's true. And it worked very well, but people still believe that Disco still exists. And then messages started to pop. The messages said, I'm Teresa Fidalgo, and if you don't share this message with 20 or more people, I will see with you forever. These messages started to appear all over the internet and Eva got to the point that a girl said that her mother died or a friend's mother died because she didn't share the message. I can leave the video uh, in the description if you're curious to watch it. Next myth, it's about the clown mouth gang and be prepared for this one. When I was about 12-13 years old, our parents were very afraid for us when we went to school. Why? Because there was a story that appeared in the news that a gang was kidnapping young girls and teens I became more scared when I, and all my friends at the time, received a message on our phones that was circulating among the youngsters. The message was alerting for this gang. It said, Avisa a todas as pessoas que existe um grupo chamado Wesley, que pergunta a raparigas para escolherem entre a morte, violação e boca de palhaço. Which can translate to, People be aware. That there is a group called Wesley who asks girls to choose between death, rape, and clown mouth. The news also said that three girls were already at the hospital. People also claimed that the gang was made by five people, so, explaining their methods, you could choose to be killed, rape, or have a clown mouth. Some girls chose the clown mouth, thinking it was not um, harmful. Um, And they cut the girl's mouth ear to ear, that's basically what the clown mouth is. Giving them a smile forever. So this made us really really scared, obviously. The teachers, even the teachers, told us to walk in groups to our homes, to never walk alone. People cried in fear, children cried. And even I I cried, I was scared, I I was a child, (laughs) a preteen. Um, and when I went home from school, it was like a 20-minute walk. They, they asked us to go together and the first half of the, the walk to my house was made with other people. And then we went to our separate houses. We were also uh, very aware of our surroundings, of the strange sounds that might appear. It, uh, it was crazy. So the other half, I had to medicate alone, so I ran, I ran as fast as I could during those times and I, I was very scared, I was always with my keys in my hands, in, in hope that they that could make something, I hope that it, it could protect me, I don't know, <laughs> but I was very scared in, in summary. <laughs> so well guys guess what it was a hoax yes it was about 2008 and again the internet was still very uh, i I can't say young but was still very we had a lot of fake news that and we didn't have the tools that we have today to prove that which is wrong and which is truth so we didn't have a lot of information to uh to prove hoaxes so the police the police, the portuguese police, had to go to the tv to prove that the clown of gang was a hoax, they had to prove that, there was no clown gang guys, there were no victims and they searched everything, every hospital, they went everywhere and there were no girls with, uh, with these wounds. So whatever, the police doesn't know the intentions of the message or the reason for the rumour to be spread. They don't know who started this, they don't know why, so could they exist? I, I don't think so, but they, a lot of crazy people exist uh, in every country, even in Portugal, but I, I don't think there is this kind of clown gang. <laughs> Next, we will be talking about myths surrounding food. Oh, these ones were a pain in the head. My mother and other adults used to tell me some of these myths. Like there was one when coca-cola would dissolve your teeth. I think this one was all over the world. But the scarier one was about oranges. And now you can be thinking, oranges, what the fuck? Yeah, it was about oranges, The was. Uh, it, this myth is only in Portugal, it's exclusive to Portugal. Even because we have a rhyme that works very well, it says uh, in portuguese, laranja de dia de tarde é prata à noite mata, which can be translated as oranges in the morning are gold, in the afternoon it's silver and in the night it kills you. It works better in portuguese. <laughs> it rhymes in portuguese but not in english. Uh, but that was it. If you ate oranges at night, you would die. And I can't find why is this. I think it it's because of the acids that the orange has, because it's citric, and you could have like a stomach ache and you could die. And I think nobody dies with a stomach ache because of oranges. <laughs> because of oranges. <laughs> Um, so, But there were no deaths related to the Orange's consumption at night. In fact, in the, the, in the 10 less recommended foods to consume at night by the WHO, where it says, for example, it's chocolate, but Orange, it's not even mentioned that I searched. <laughs> to attempt this, <laughs> there are several people on the internet who have already proposed to eat a stupid amount of oranges and night to try this and they didn't die they 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 had the stomach ache and i think they went to the bathroom several times but this is a hoax i, I also tried it i didn't eat a stupid amount of oranges i just ate one orange at night when i was very little because i want to try it because children sometimes uh, want to try stupid things um and i i, I tried and it it. it Nothing happened, guys. It's an orange. Yeah, but people uh, in my mother's time, when my mother was a child, uh, people believed this with with all their soul. People believed that uh, if you eat oranges at night, you will die. I think in Brazil, in fact, it's um, mango and milk. But this is this is because of the back when there was slavery in Brazil, they didn't let the slaves uh, eat, um, because they, had, they ate a lot of mango, and they didn't let the slaves eat, drink milk because it was for sale, uh, was it was to be sold, um, and I think that's it, but uh, people from Brazil can confirm me this, because I don't know exactly the, the origin of the mango and milk myth, but uh, in Portugal it's oranges. <laughs> Um it's obviously a hoax all of this is a hoax um but i would, i was very scared to oranges at night um uh, and my mother would let me this and not non related to food, but <clears throat> it was also a very common urban myth its that you couldn't uh, wash your head when girls this is exclusive to girls obviously you couldn't wash your head when you were on your period um my mother told me this and I was very afraid to wash my head. Uh, I was afraid to, to to wet a bit of my hair because I, I was afraid to die in the shower, naked. <laughs> uh, this, this is also an urban mess, obviously. You, you can't die from washing your head on your period. But yeah, this... it's it's it's, it was very famous to tell these things to kids to scare us just to scare it's unfair (laughs) next one it's about syringes infected with the aids virus that uh, infected people at the cinema or at the beach this story was one of the urban myths that was told in like the the late 90s it's the time that i was born in late 90s so um, a young person or several young people we have the sense of sitting in the seats and when and when they they felt the seats where they were sitting they felt a sting in their bum Uh, when they saw where where they were seated it was needle a hidden needle like picking along with the notes that said something like this you have just been infected with the aids virus welcome to the real world this news was also fake for two reasons first there is no record of any complaint to the authorities or even an urgent record of the situation of any kind according to the researches made on the uh, AIDS virus on the HIV virus. Uh, like most of existing viruses, it does not survive long uh, a long time outside the host's body. It survives like two or three minutes uh, of time. And also, before you see a movie before uh, after a movie, the previous movie ends and you start to go to the new to another movie, which will start soon people have to clean the 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 room the, the cinema room and i i i think they would they would notice uh, like a stick and by the time that the new movie would play uh, the virus would be dead the, I th- yes it's how it works so please don't worry you will not get hiv Virus in the cinema, Uh, but at the beach it's another story because, um, like, sometimes at night at the beach or even at the the cities, uh, you can find needle use needles on the floor, and people always advise to call an authority. Please don't pick the needles, because they can be infected not only with HIV, but with other diseases. Uh, and obviously, it's not safe. I, I, I don't even know what I'm telling this. Obviously, you know, because if you follow my podcast, you have you, you, you your knowledge. You have knowledge about this stuff. And this, this myth appeared... Because in the, in the 90s there was still a huge stigma for people with HIV. they, th- they thought that you could shake a head, shake a people's heads and then you would get HIV. Uh, it's not like that that you can get HIV guys. So please be kind to people with HIV and don't stigmatize this, this, these things, but always be careful but don't... Uh, don't, don't stigmatize this. This is this place and treat the people that have it very well because they are human beings of course. Next one it's about rats giant rats in Mafra in the Maf Mafra. In Mafra. Uh, they are fed by the military and are able to devour people. Mafra is like it's part of Lisbon, Lisbon district, not the city. And there is a convent there, uh, it's very beautiful, if you visit Portugal, I invite you to go there, it's very pretty. And the urban myth, it's, this is very old and has a lot of variants, but it's based on the premise that giant rats inhabit the lower floors of the convent the story behind this urban myth is that a soldier from the infantry practice school which is installed in the building uh, is said to have fallen during a round into the sewer channels of course he died from the fall but his body was only found days later it was covered in blood and with some rats nearby Uh, people, people tell that it there were giant rats and some people say that the 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 soldier thing was true but the, the rats nearby were normal rats they were not uh, radicates <laughs> um yeah but i don't know i don't think that they are giant rats rats normal rats of course but giant rats no not not even in your dreams This next and last one it's about organ trafficking. Uh, this kind of traffic business, there is, it's everywhere, guys, uh, even in Portugal. But this myth, uh, it's it's a bit different. Trigger warning: This contains uh, xenophobia. Okay, so on the end of the nineties and beginning of the 2000s, there was a myth that was very xenophobic, I want to, about Chinese stores. So in this time, uh, we had like dollar stores where everything was cheap. They were called Loja de Trezentos. I think some Portuguese people from the Mm. the 90s remember or even from uh, before the 90s. They, it's the I can translate it to the the 300 store. And no, it's not the 300 from Sparta. It was 300 escudos. That it was the currency that we had in Portugal before 2002, when we started to use the euro. Uh, since Chinese convenience stores started to appeal, uh, appear and appeal all over Portugal, these dollar store-like uh, stores uh, started to disappear because uh, Chinese stores had more variety of stuff and stuff that was cheaper. So, based on xenophobia, Portuguese people started to say that these stores were kidnapping teenagers and selling their organs in the black market. In 2005, an email began to circulate on the internet warning for the danger of going to Chinese stores. This the the, Mac, the story reported that a father would have agreed to wait for his daughter in the parking lot while she entered one of the stores. And this is what this was in the north of the country. The daughter never left, and the police the police discovered her under a trapdoor with her body full of marks. Uh, the purpose was organ trafficking. So the truth this was a lie. This was a lie, guys. It's a hoax. The truth. Uh, the portuguese police guaranteed that the story was false moreover in 2007 the same email began to circulate in azores it's uh, our, one of our uh, group of islands also without any real basis, it, this was all due to, sino, uh, to xenophobia guys it, it was it was very evil for these people to, to start these rumors and these these emails. Mm. The situation even even reached the High Commissioner for Immigration and Ethnic mm. Minorities. Um, Rui Marques the, the person who treated this case, who recalled mm. that the spread of xenophobic rumors is a crime. The fear and attempt to warm the business of these communities, it's evil. Mm. Uh, and this this was not for um, xenophobic purposes, but uh, it was also mm-hmm. made by the business owners uh, of the convenience stores that existed before the Chinese stores. Because they were angry that uh, they, they said, and I'm quoting them, that uh, the Chinese stores were stealing their businesses. It's it's very stupid for them to, to say this. Um so yeah they were very afraid of these new businesses it's one of the explanations advanced by the sociologists here um so everybody at the time when the the rumor started everybody said uh, the, everybody told me not to go to chinese stores alone always to always go with someone uh, and i always went with uh, with my dad to chinese stores um because people were afraid of them kidnapping young girls and young people. It's, it's a blunt lie. Um, and when I was, But when I was a child at the time, I, I, believed, I believed it. I, I was a child and I believed everything that uh, adults told me. Because the, I thought that the purpose was making me safe. And I thought that this was truth. I was a child. That I believed it. So um, when I started to grow up, I started to think by my own head, and I started to think that th- this myth was stupid and evil. But I, at the time when I was a child, I was very afraid to go alone. But now, now nowadays, people don't don't say that anymore. Sometimes people can joke, and I'm putting this in, yeah it's an evil joke but people can joke and say like ah don't go to Chinese stores but it's not a rumor that people believe uh, saying like that believe people don't believe that but uh, Chinese people you are more than welcome to open your business uh, your businesses here in Portugal we love you and you are one of the most polite and kind people I have ever met so please don't let your don't let these rumors affect um, your minds and your businesses because um, this this was based on xenophobia at the time. And um, if uh, if you believe this, uh, please, what are you doing in my podcast? <laughs> so uh, okay, in a serious note, um, people, please don't believe this. Uh, don't believe these rumors. Think for you, Think by your own heads. And like I said, be kind to people. We are all human beings. We are all trying to do our thing and trying to survive in the world. Um, a lot of these myths that I spoke here about here today are based mostly in fear. Uh, can be in fear with uh, fear of the dark. Um, it can be. People can be afraid um, of new races and new people coming to steal their businesses, like they say in America, with the Mexican people. It's all all bullshit. Um, People can be afraid of lots of things, but don't let fear interfere (laughs) with your uh, critical thinking, please. I know that it's cool to tell creepy stories, but also be aware that uh, some of these stories can hurt people, and don't um, don't let people believe or like stories that have bunch of uh, xenophobia, racism. Please don't don't follow that path okay so uh, these were the main like the main urban myths we have of course we have a lot more and uh, people in some small villages have their own urban myths or myths because it's not urban okay whatever um, some villages have their own uh, little, like little stories and this, but uh, I was mm. born in near Lisbon so I'm not from the village but my mm. mom is from Alentejo it's from uh, it's okay how can I describe it's close to, it's the part of the country mm. close to Spain okay <laughs> okay like uh, she's from uh, a city on Alentejo it's uh it's a city but they she has like a lot of urbans that uh, occur and are told Mm -hmm. just in alentej but people from uh, the cities Mm -hmm. and villages on the north of the country have like their own little urban myths but these that I told Mm -hmm. are like the most known ones Mm -hmm. Uh, so i hope that uh, you like these uh, urban myths i hope you don't believe them Mm -hmm. Um, and i hope to see you on the next episode i hope you have very very sweet nightmares goodbye my children